Welcome to the School of Laughs podcast, brought to you by SchoolofLaughs.com. Whether you're an aspiring comedian, a part-time pro, or a speaker who wants to become funnier, this is the podcast for you. We'll break down tools, tips, and techniques to help you get bigger, better, and more bookable. And now, here's the show. Welcome to the School of Last podcast. We're back again. Thanks for listening to us and downloading and subscribing. You guys are awesome. My name is Rick Roberts, and across from me is our producer, Gavin. How's it going, Gavin? Hello. It's pretty good. Excellent. Pretty good. Um, as we always like to do now that we're getting these iTunes reviews, I'd like to share them with you guys just yes. to show you that I'm encouraged by what you're putting out there, and, and keep giving us reviews if you can. It definitely helps us move up the old i the old iPad, iPod, <laughs> podcast ladder, if you will. The Apple ladder. Uh, i got a couple here. This first one uh, from Chad Ryden. Rick is a hilarious comedy veteran. Thank you, Chad. Yeah. Who has been very successful for decades. That means I'm old. He knows what he's talking <laughs> about. His comedy advice has always been dead on accurate and insightful and has helped me tremendously. That's cool, Chad, for you to say that. Uh, he mentions my classes that are full of information that you might be able to figure out on your own after years of banging your head against the wall. But I can definitely help you step some things up quicker. So thank you very much there, Chad. And from Nilabear82... <laughs> <laughs> we have this is a fantastic podcast if you're anywhere from a beginner to someone about to make the jump into being a paid comedian rick knows what he's talking about and gavin really knows when to listen to rick <laughs> oh wow wow that's great you got to mention there buddy <laughs> i know for my ability to listen that's, <laughs> hey, that's a skill you're gonna need <laughs> yeah young married man i know i'm working on it but those are some great comments thank you very much i'm flattered thank you guys very much i try to pour as much as i can into these podcasts for you and if you're a first time listener you just happened upon this one uh basically i've been at this for a couple of decades like chad said 23 years yeah and I teach classes here in Nashville where I live. Been teaching those for about 10 years. And it's as I've been around and been on the road, people always comment, man, I wish you taught a class in my city or yeah. I wish I could come to your city and take your class. And so I thought the podcast was a nice way to reach out and let you know a little bit about what kind of stuff goes on in the class. But more more than not, just to give you some advice that I would pass on to you if you're my buddy hanging out and you're taking... Asking questions and we, yeah. Yeah, if you were going after comedy as a career or as a passion or as a hobby, I'm going to try to give you some tips that I learned the hard way <laughs> that hopefully you don't have to. There's things you're always going to have to do, like get on stage and do that. I can't do that for you. And I can, I can definitely teach you how to help write better jokes, but you have to bring great ideas to the table. So there's things that you have to do all the time. But I'm yeah. going to... I'm going to kind of fill in the gaps. Think of me as the mortar between the bricks of your comedy life. Yeah, and for anybody, <laughs> I, that's how I came to uh, know Rick, was I actually took the class, both the writing class and the performance class, and it is super helpful. I mean, it is just, you know, even if Rick wasn't here, I'd be saying it is super helpful, and, you know, it just helps you focus on who you are, how to write, how to perform. Uh, I mean, everything from how you write a the first joke to how do you hold the mic you know i mean it's just it is amazing so if you can if you can uh, get to one of those classes check it out for thanks sure. Gavin. yeah and uh we're going to talk about it sometime down the line i don't want to turn this into a big commercial but <laughs> the the writing class is online now i've been oh, i spent about yes. a year and i'm talking a year taking all the stuff i did in the live class and then really i just like man i just put some expanders on those suckers and i got <laughs> deeper into the topics i've seen the material it is it is huge yeah if you just if just to check it out you can hit the schoolofless.com website and yeah. hit the online class link it's just a massive 34 video almost three and a half hour course yeah uh all kinds of different options for wherever you're at at this point but if you if you need a class and you don't have one near you 
this is definitely a great option. If you've got a class near you led by somebody who you believe in and trust, take that. Yeah. Anything you can do to get yourself better and more professional, I'm all for, for yeah. sure. Um, so we got any questions this week? or we got some questions, and it's funny. Uh, this is really perfect timing on, on this question today. And our, our topic today is about work and life balance. <laughs> and you should just forget about that ever happening. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you think about something being balanced, I think about something being boring. Yeah. If you look at two guys balancing on a balance beam, nothing's interesting until one of those suckers starts to tip up a little bit. Yeah. Or a teeter-totter, I should have said. When somebody starts going down or going up. Yeah. When somebody's walking a tightrope, if they're walking perfectly, the first 10 or 15 seconds, you're like, they got this. They, but if they good. step off and they land on their butt and they bounce back up, oh, I'm going to watch the rest of this yeah. thing. And life is all about having excitement and being off kilter from time to time, out of balance, out of whack. But there's a way to be more purposeful about how you approach that right and plan when you're going to be out of balance and be ready for when that happens that'll make it a lot smoother for you so the the question that kind of got me thinking about this and and i deal with this obviously i've got two kids a nine-year-old and a two right and i'm 46 i'm just gonna let that sink in for a second (laughs) i'm 46 i've got a nine-year-old and a two so what happened to balance? A two. <laughs> Life was a little boring. Yeah. And me and my wife said, let's have some kids. We had the first one, and it was out of whack. Then we got it balanced perfectly. I'm, yeah. She's like, do you want to have another one? I'm like, if Larry King can do it, so can I. Uh, yeah. I forgot Larry King has like 16 people on his staff that can burp the baby, yeah. change the diaper. He still does everything Larry That's, King used to do. Yeah. Um, and his babies look a little bit like aliens. And <laughs> uh, mine, yeah, we'll see. We'll get there. Yeah. But it's it's definitely more fun the more things you have going on in your life. Yeah. But when the, you don't have control of them, and let's be honest, we don't have control of our lives in the first place. Yeah. We are here. We're just kind of figuring out why we're here, most of us. So, but to not know how to ba- rebalance and know the purpose of getting off balance can make things a little tricky, yeah. confusing, and frustrating. So work and life balance that we're going to talk about today and the question that got me started on this was from the original shankster <laughs> who uh, listens to the podcast hey shankster what's up shankster the original the, yeah there, there are others there are others he's the original he is and somebody had to be the first yeah maybe and he's got little shanksters yeah all right so this is his question that came in the hardest battle i wage is balancing a happy home life with seeking success as a stand-up Keeping the missus okay with the travel and late nights is extremely difficult. We also have three kids, age seven and under. Any advice? And I'm sure wow. the original Shankster is not the only one listening that has kids. One, two, three. I I've got some friends that have five children. That's or more. Crazy. I know. Uh, I know the dad of the year in Pennsylvania, my friend yeah. Gordon up there, who's I think had twelve or fifteen kids through adoption and things over the years. Yeah. So, it's definitely tricky. So this question is so intense, I had to kind of break it down into a few subtopics right? so that we can kind of address it. And once again, I'm still learning as I go, but I'm going to share with you what has worked with me so far on this journey of comedy, which has been uh, half my life. It's, yeah. 23 years. Yeah. And I started out, I didn't have any responsibilities, and comedy was kind of extra attainable. Right. Like every day was mine to make out of it what I can make out of it. When you factor in having a family and other things, you do have to learn how to prioritize. Yeah. And you really, if you haven't done it yet, get out a pen and a piece of paper and write down your actual priorities in life. Yeah. 
it will change as you add children, uh, as you change marriages if that happens to you, <laughs> right. whatever may happen. Yeah. Um, but no decision should be made until you know what your priorities are. Yeah. And then once you get those things in line, it's a lot easier to accept things, to take on new challenges, and most importantly, it's a lot easier to say no to things. Yes. I'm a guy who, thank you for saying yes, Sorry, I was there, right? I was <laughs> oh, backing man. you up. Uh, I'm a guy who's by nature a people pleaser, and I like to do anything I can for anybody. Yeah. And sometimes it really works against me. I'll be working and doing things for other people instead of sometimes taking care of my own business. Yeah. And so I have to balance that by knowing what my priorities are. And so just to give you an example of, of my priorities in my life, it's pretty simple. The first thing always that I'm looking forward to is serving my God. Uh-huh. If I'm not doing things that are, in his eyes, correct, right, or just, it's not balanced. then it's I'm totally out of balance from the yeah. very beginning. So that's every day I wake up with that and I go to bed with that. Yeah. And I approach every day as trying to live as a good person and doing the right things, okay? And being a good Christian goes a long way in that process. Now, after I take care of making sure I'm pleasing <laughs> God, my wife is next. Yeah. My wife is amazing. My, my wife, I'm gone quite a bit. Yeah. As you can imagine, and, and I know the original Shankster has the same deal going on. I've got to make sure she's happy. i got to make sure I keep lines of communication open. Yeah. I have to be aware of, of what she needs when I'm not around and when I'm around, how I can help to make her days as stress-free as possible. Right. And she is very gracious with her time. She's allowed me to have an office outside of my home yeah. so that I can really get some focus work done there. And the idea being that when I come home, I'm family guy. And it's not confusing for the kids whether they can hang out with me or not. Right. So I'm never pushing the kids away at home to do work. Yeah. We have balance in that sense. Though I don't know how you can push a two-year-old away. I there's, mean, they are on you. It's just... <laughs> they're very precious. And they don't stop. Yeah. Uh, there's My little one, she's, she's a dynamo. We call her wrong way. Yeah. Because everything... Or hard way. We call her hard way and wrong way. But hard way recently because she does everything the hard way. The hard way, yeah. And uh, I'm going to get her a little t-shirt that says hard way Roberts right on there. I, yeah. So... First, my God. First, my, second, my wife. And then my overall family. This is the third thing that I'm concerned. Everything I do needs to be a benefit to my family. Yeah. So notice comedy hasn't even got in here yet. Yeah. As much as you hear me on these podcasts and I'm posting blogs and I'm doing gigs, comedy comes after that. Right. All right. My work, my job is my fourth most important thing in my life. Gotcha. Now, if I'm doing that right, everything in front of that's going to be served. Well, right. Uh, and everything should be in balance in front of that. After my comedy, if I have more time, then I try to do extra things for the church. Yeah. And hobbies is my last thing. Yeah. I realize for some of you guys listening right now, comedy is your hobby. So is it on the correct list placement on your list of right. things? So I don't expect everybody to have the same list that I do. Yeah. But if you don't have that list, it's going to be hard for you to understand what you say yes to, what you say no to, yeah. and what you spend time on. Yeah. Okay? So everything that every opportunity that comes to it goes to that filter first. Does this serve God? Does this serve my wife, my family? If it does, then I'm going to do this. Yeah. And I'm going to try to involve the people in my family as much as I can in all the decision-making that go along. Goes in with that, yeah. You know, there used to be times where I would be out of town literally for four to six weeks. Yeah. And my wife would just... We'd talk on the phone, and I'd come back home. Once we had kids, I made a conscious decision <laughs> to dial the travel time back. Yeah. And to no, never be gone initially with the with my first kid, my son, I didn't want to be gone more than two weeks at a time. Right. And sometimes I still had to do that, do a cruise ship or do a two-week run. If you're way out in the middle of nowhere, sure. you might as well add another week to it. 
And then now that I have my, my littlest yeah. one and my wife has to handle two kids while I'm gone, I try not to be gone, try not to be gone for longer than a five-day stretch, if at all possible. At once, yeah. There are busy times of the year. Yeah, you know, December. Uh, sometimes I, I've had Decembers where I do 27 shows in 20 oh. days. Whew. I've literally had that kind of December. Wow. So I need to make sure at least a few of those shows are back home. Yeah. I cannot be gone for 22, 25 days. In a row, yeah. But sometimes I'm working that many times in a month doing these corporate events right. and different things. So can life be balanced? Yes, but can it get off balance? It has to. Now, what rebalances that? A lot of that? that's in pre- uh, preparation. You know, you have to prepare for the and prepare the other people for that as well. You exactly. Know, you can do more dates away if they know that, you know, maybe next month or the month after, you're home mostly, you know, so that, that really helps. Right. Yeah, I never, in fact, that's a great thing that you said there. It's true. If even now, if I have a five-day jaunt, I try to make sure there's not another five-day jaunt right after it. Yeah. And if, if there's a two- or three-day thing a few days off of that, I make sure I spend 100% family time. Yeah. While I'm traveling, I do as much work as I can, so when I get home, I'm not tied down to that stuff yeah and i know this because you send me emails occasionally like at crazy times and i'm like he's he's on the road he's working right you know when you're home that's it that's I, it you know and so it's important that the people in your life are on board with your goals yeah and if comedy is one of your goals and it's a dream you know model yourself to your kids as a person who's approaching their dream in the best possible way yeah so no matter what their dreams and goals are later on they saw you as the father figure, the mother figure in in their life. Approach it with a, a purpose. Approach it with goals. Yeah. With a steady approach and that you handled the highs and the lows yeah. effectively so that they can see that dreams are approachable and That's, attainable. I mean, that is how children, I ran, <laughs> this sounds crazy. I don't have kids, but I ran a preschool for uh, several years and that is how they learn. They learn by watching you. So if you're, you know, if if you're out of balance and your priorities are all screwed up, that they learn that too, mm-hmm. you know. So, I mean, yeah, they'll take, watch. Take it. that for what it's worth, but yeah, you know, <laughs> everything you do, there, there's a little yeah. mini you, mini me, watching what you're doing. Yeah. So, shankster. It can, yeah. It can be tough, shankster. If your wife's not totally on board with the the comedy thing, get a new wife. Done. Problem over. Next problem. That's one year of marriage talking over <laughs> yeah. there. That's not the 13 years. Uh, you know, show her the benefits of you bringing extra income, if that's the case yet. Uh, if it's if it's not the case, the potential of bringing in some extra income. Yeah. And why would that be important to her? You know, I don't know your situation, but if that allows her to stay home with the kids, that's a beautiful thing you can give yeah. to your family. A beautiful gift. If it allows her um, some margin to where she's not stressing out about clipping every single coupon. Yeah. If, if you're creating a financial drain by doing stand-up, it's going to be hard for her to get on board. Yeah. So once again, I don't know how far along you are there, Yeah. but it's important that you show a benefit to the entire family from you pursuing your individual, some might say selfish dream yeah. of pursuing comedy. And it's I, tough. I think a huge thing of that is um, uh, creating expectations and then a plan. You know, your expectations, if, if every time you, you know, oh, hey, I got to go out of town. It's going to cost me, you know, $100 for the hotel, but I really want to go do this, you know, thing. It's going to cost, you know, maybe you're not making money yet. If you do that last minute, it's going to be a, a hard sell, right. you know, and the person may not be behind it. But if you go, hey, so I'm starting out comedy. Some of these things may cost us a little bit, but in the first couple of years, we're going to be putting money out and then maybe we can get some money back in later. That it creates an expectation like, 
okay, we may have to spend some money to get this thing started, and then we get to, you know, have some income from it. Same with the, you know, and then the planning of, you know, trying to figure out those, just, you know, what is the next step? You know, is there a next step? Not just, hey, I'm going out to be funny and I got no plan. Right. You know. Yeah, you need to have your your goals in line and show her how much time you need to achieve those goals. Yeah. And see if she's on board. And if, if not somebody's got to bend a little bit yeah and it may be that later on when the kids are a little bit older you spend more time on it or you you know wait till the kids are grown up everybody's going to be different but i think if you include your spouse on every decision when it comes to yeah being out of town being gone for four hours you know three times a week locally yeah. whatever it might be uh, get her on board by showing her the, the benefits to the entire family yeah. but be aware that if if you're causing distraction to the family <laughs> If you if every time you come home from a four day trip the kids are crazy and they're yeah. ruined you know they need your presence yeah and that's that's I hope would be a higher priority than than pursuing comedy if if that's a hobby you know it, if, if it's your if, if it's your job than our sake because yeah. then we end up with kids who can't keep quiet in the movie theaters uh, Kevin and, it's always <laughs> about you it's always about your personal little tips <laughs> yeah <I know. laughs> but it's true like uh, you know if you're pursuing this full time and this is your job then then obviously there's a whole different group of questions and boundaries and expectations and sure. I, your spouse should hopefully be on board with that yeah. if you're and especially in, in my case I'm the sole provider so there are sacrifices that she makes and I make just so that we continue to to grow our family yeah. and, and provide for them. I got a little sign over my kitchen uh, sink that says who do you think paid for all this stuff and that's a great sign to have in your family if you want to you know, keep it uh, keep it honest. Yeah, you got to keep it's... it honest. And listen, here's the other thing. And I know comics that try to get away with this, and I and I know that sometimes they're not in happy marriages. But right. if if comedy is your hobby, yeah, then it almost needs to be your only hobby. Yeah, I don't think it's even approachable to tell your wife, "Hey, I'm going to do a comedy five nights this week, and I'm going golfing all day Saturday." Right. And I'm going to go watch the the game on Sunday. In fact, we're going to watch two games back to back, and you're gone every single day. Yeah. Uh, your spouse needs to enjoy their hobbies as well. Yeah. And if not, just some simple downtime or some time away from the kids or the house. All those things play into it. So if you find that the the friction right now is that you're gone too much, is there any other things besides comedy that's taking you away from the house? Can you minimize that? Right. Or honestly, you just got to give up your. I give a look, watch an NFL. Yeah. All right. Last year when I put this comedy class together, I needed massive amounts of time to do it. Mm-hmm. So uh, Monday Night Football was my favorite thing. I'd sit there and watch, but that's a three and a half hour deal. <laughs> yeah. I can get a lot of work done. Oh yeah. In three and a half hours. So yeah. that was one little sacrifice I made so I could get ahead in my comedy career. Totally. Um, other little things that I kind of got rid of on the side, but most of it was like watching TV. If you turn off the TV, yeah, <laughs> man, you've got hours and hours. If you get it's off huge. Facebook. It really is huge. Yeah, if you put down your phone, if you leave your phone in a different room. complaining. Yeah, that would be extra days for <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah, I know. So something has to go to accommodate the passion of, of, of following comedy yeah. and to keep your spouse on board. So those are some ideas for you as far as that's concerned. Now, once you've got your priorities in order, you need to make sure you have a consistent allocation of time each week so that your family knows what to expect. Right. If you and your wife agree that you can go out two or three nights a week and do the comedy thing, then that's what you do, two or three nights. Yeah. If you start asking for four or five or six, you're breaking the agreement you have. Yes. 
uh, you also just need to have that conversation. What is the most or least amount of time away that's going to make you comfortable and keep this house functional? Yeah. You cannot be an, a total absentee parent and expect anything good to come of it. So the key is being consistent. You've got kids. I've got kids. They don't understand anything that's not consistent. It's confusing. Uh-huh. And kids start to internalize things. And I'm the reason Papa's gone so much. Oh, yeah. I'm the reason that he's so tired. You know, Right. They don't understand that it's your job and, and it's two or three nights a week or what right. have you. So you know, my kids from a very young age understood that I would go, but I always came home. Yeah. And when I came home, I always had time for them. Yeah. And when I'm gone, we Skype as much as we can, phone calls at check-in around bedtime, those kinds of things, see how their day was at school. You got to keep that family unit happy, right? And by having those consistent check-in points when you're gone and when you're home the specific days that you might be gone, yeah. it gives them a boundary and, and a sensibility. They're not going to be angry when you leave. That's what they expect. Yeah. They're not going to be mad that you came home. That's what right. they expect, you know, depending on how, how your also relationship gonna, It's is. also going to create, you know, that balance for you as well because you won't be thinking, okay, well, I'm going to do so much this week. Like, I'm going to do seven nights. Oh, my gosh. You know, or, you know, two shows on one night. And then, you know, like, it creates some things like you. Okay, I'm going to knock it out of the park on, you know, two days this week. And right. I'm going to focus on those things. And, you know, then you can do that as well. You know, I mean, it just... It keeps, Structure's good. Yeah. If, and listen, if you don't have it on days when I don't make a plan the night before, yeah. I usually make a plan the night before, so I start the day doing what I want to do. Yeah. If that slips or I travel or I forgot, those days end up being wasted. Nothing gets There's done. just like yeah. little piddly things here. You still think about it. It still is going in your mind and stressing you out and all those things, but you just don't take care of it. Exactly. You know? So you, you got to find some structure so everybody around you knows what to expect. Yeah. And that, of course, will flex and change over time. But for chunks of time, it needs to be pretty yeah. steady and pretty consistent. And that's good for you as well for the whole family. Um, another question we have there is like, how would you involve your family in your career? You know, that's that's one way you can kind of get them on board a little right. bit. If your kids are older, I think he said seven and under, nine and under. Um, if there's things they can do to help you to be involved with your comedy like my son now is getting the age where he can do some stuff on the computer yeah so he loves video editing okay i need that done <laughs> he gets to see what i do and yeah. help me edit some videos slowly Gosh, but surely that's cool you know we do songwriting together yeah. so i try to involve him in the aspect so he understands what it is yeah and no question uh that he asked doesn't deserve a full-on focused answer yeah uh, that way he knows for so you know, for sure what's going on there. and knows you're serious about it right as well and then follow up the third thing to think about here is to make sure that when you do allocate the different times for your different parts of your your life your yeah. family your work you need to be fully focused and i mean 100 percent present right in the structured time that you have so yeah. when when i do have my scheduled work time and i've got typically six hours yeah you know i'll, I'll get up in the morning and play with my two-year-old for a while that's the benefit of being a a comic yeah <laughs> we get to crawl over each other for a couple hours and yeah. then i leave i usually leave around nine and i'll, I'll go strong till three o'clock or i leave at 10 and get back right. at four that's a six hour chunk where i've got stuff to do and it's easiest for me to sp to pick a specific thing and just do a ton of it yeah you know people call it batching yeah all right when me and well that's uh, that was my question because see i'm i'm you know i'm in a place now where i my because I'm just starting out, obviously I have a job. My job takes all of my time, you know? And so I'm having a hard time like 
you know, I know gaining momentum and that kind of things in, in your comedy is very important um, to getting more gigs and stuff. Uh, but I'm having a really hard time, like, figuring out a way to, you know, get ahead while I'm having to do so much with work, you know? And so the batching, that's, I mean, <laughs> when you mentioned that to me, it's huge. Right? It is. You know, we, when we do these podcasts, we just don't show up and do one. Yeah. We try to knock out a couple. Yes. And maximize our time. time. It takes just as yep. so much time to set up the equipment as it does to record a podcast. Yes. So might as well do a couple. If I'm working on projects like, like video editing. Right. It's easier for me to be in that mindset and in that software. Yeah. If I don't touch some software for two or three months, I got to practically relearn it. Yeah. So I'll get all the stuff I need to, to, to edit for the past two or three months or whatever and spend a whole day or two days or whatever fully focused on getting yeah. there. Not only does it help me knock out a project and finish something, yeah. but the consistency and congruency of the project looks and feels the same. Right. So if I'm going to do a batch of videos I'm going to put into a comedy class or I'm going to put online just to promote my stand-up, I want it to look and feel the same. Yeah. If I did that every seven weeks, it's always going to look a little different. It's not going to be yep. one solid thing. Same thing with nurturing client relationships. I've got different uh -huh. people I work for. One day I'll sit there and I'll call or touch base with all the people I'm working for in the next month. Right. Make sure that every, it's called advancing the date. Okay. Everything that we need to talk about at the venue at before the, the show happens, what they expect afterwards. Yeah. All those questions, the travel arrangements. The beginning of each month, I make sure that everything to the 31st of that month is taken care of. Taken care of. So I'm not interrupted by their phone calls asking me, do you have everything you need? Yeah. I've got one day where I make the calls and everything's done. And everything's done. All those things. When but I write, you're not trying to like, you're on. So, for example, on that day, you're not trying to write comedy, not at do all. a thing, do this other thing. All you're doing is, hey, I'm going to send these emails. I'm going to do this. I'm going to take care of that at whatever time. You're going to cut it off. Go home to your kids. That's right. <laughs> okay. And and even on top of that, I I construct all the emails and send them all out at once. Yeah. That way I don't send out the first email, they reply back to me, and I don't get to the second email. Nice. Okay. Okay, so all the emails for the entire month, I type up, put them in the Damn. outbox, and then boom, I hit send right before I leave the office, and I don't look even answer those things till yeah. the next day. Yeah. Till noon of the next day. I don't even, don't even look at them. Yeah. Because the next day I've got something else to do. Yeah. But I block off from, from lunchtime till 1 o'clock to reply to back do that. to whatever yeah. you need. Tighten that, that really helps you with your time, you know, yeah. and if, your brain. You've got to stay in control of your, your time. Your brain, yeah. Well, and that also like helps. It helps you work each muscle at a, you know, at, like you were saying with the, you know, the video and the computer and stuff like that. You know, if you're in the writing mode, it helps you just be in the writing mode right. instead of sitting. What a lot of people do, is they sit there, they open up the computer or their thing, and they've got they they think they can multitask all their stuff at once, and that just doesn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> it absolutely doesn't work. You know, if you see me on Facebook, you know where I'm at? I'm standing in line somewhere. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's when I get on Facebook. Yeah. Unless I'm posting something for the, the, the school of laughs, and those are typically scheduled, so I don't yeah. have to interrupt my entire day and post things throughout. Right. If you see me chiming in on Facebook, I'm standing in line somewhere, and that's just on my phone. a little time, yeah. I stay off my computer and Facebook yeah. as much as humanly possible, and that way it's just in that little corner. I don't yeah. mind standing in line because i got six minutes to check up on stuff. Yeah. It's finding those little times, and when you batch your activities, you actually create some margin for yourself. Yeah. And if you do things in advance enough, you create margin for error yeah. that you can come back from and fix. In, in a small way, you know, I mean, for the beginning person, because I don't really have people that I'm calling for book, you know, booking gigs or whatever. Um, so my process has been, um, I've been, you know, I know we've talked about Evernote in the past. Uh, 
So whenever I'm thinking of these, you know, comedic ideas, I immediately just put the whatever initial comedic thought is in, I put it in Evernote, bam, you know, if it's kittens and or something else, who knows, I, bam, it's in Evernote. Then I schedule a time each week. Usually it's when my wife's got to go do something else and I'm go, I'll say, okay, I'm going over to this coffee shop and then I sit and edit. And then I look at all those ideas and all at once, I don't do anything else other than sit there and, and write and craft and move words around and pick different words and, you know, all, all the techniques from the, the classes. That's when I sit down and do that. And then, <laughs> then I go right back to just doing, because otherwise I, I, I tend up, I tend to like, beat myself up because I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm in line or I'm doing something else and I'm thinking, gosh, I should be working on that joke or I should be mm -hmm. doing this or I should be doing that. It's like, no, all I should be doing is creating ideas and waiting for that time that I have that's scheduled to go and work on those right. and you know, write down a set and then later on I can go do the set. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, if, if, if you're, if you only focus on one thing, guess what? You can get one thing done. Yeah. But if you're focused on, if you think you're focused on five things, yeah. the next day you still have to do every single thing yeah. again. Yep. I don't know if something's on fire out there. I'll just point out the window, but there's a yeah. little smoke coming out. <laughs> if no, you want, keep doing it. The podcast need, is so much more important. You can we check just on that, that if you need to. <laughs> We're, uh, I don't think this podcast is on fire, but something is out Let there. Let me go see. All right. You want to? Yeah. Why don't you pause it? All right, we are back. <laughs> yeah, we thought there was a fire, we and there was. There was a fire. Where there's smoke, there's fire. But you know what? The guy across the street is focusing on one thing today <laughs> until he gets it done. Yeah. And that's a bunch of wood from a tree that fell down Jeez. a couple weeks ago in a storm. So I, we're, I we're freaked good. out. Gosh, I thought, because I take care of, there's a very old Cadillac that's here that's so cool. And I thought I maybe had left the engine on. <laughs> and so when you saw the smoke, I saw visions of this thing just burning to the ground. And so I was like, oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah, that would have created a lot of new jobs for yeah. you to do to focus on tomorrow. Yeah, so thank God. We're Whew. in good shape. We're in good shape. All right. Uh, so what the, the main takeaway today, uh, original Shankster, who started yeah. us on this great conversation <laughs> about work and life balance, is that things will get out of balance once in a while. Yeah. I mean, if you're thinking about ha having a family, uh, having a career, having a, a hobby as a comedian, uh, all these different things, it's like 12 spinning plates like when you go to the circus. Yes. Occasionally, it's more interesting if the plate falls off and breaks. Yeah. Sometimes you got to let 11 of those spinning plates go and just focus on that one thing yep. and then build it back up. Yeah. But the reality is you need to find some time, let people know what time that's going to be, focus when you're in that time, knock something out of the park, and rebalance and regroup with your family. Yeah. It's gonna to be too tricky over the long haul to not have some kind of system in place. Yeah. So to kind of recap what we went through today, first thing is know what your priorities are in life. Yeah. Whether it's your your God, your church, your family, where they are, and make sure every decision you make is good for those things, those priorities. Yeah. If they take away from time from your family and they don't serve your comedy or your God, then they're probably not something you need That's to not focus right, yeah. on. It's a diversion, not yeah. not a hobby. It's a total distraction. So be okay to say no to that and realize you're gonna have to make changes to things that aren't working right now. Yeah. You know, if, if you have some conflicts going on, stop everything else and fix those things because what you tolerate is not gonna change. Yeah. What you tolerate will continue to bother you. <laughs> what you tolerate will still frustrate you. Yeah. All right, so fix the things, let all the other plates fall off, fix those things if you need to and just get back into what you're supposed to do. Yeah, absolutely. Be focused on your family, your career, 
and whatever other things you're tuned in yeah. to. <laughs> so I'm not going to put my, my beliefs on top of what yours are, but figure out what those are Yeah. and make sure everything applies. Cool. If you do that, things will get out of balance once in a while, but it's going to be fun when it does. Yeah, and you'll know how to handle and it. And you'll know how to handle it and rebalance. Yeah. But start with those questions, and I think you'll have a little more success and a little less stress yeah. <laughs> as you pursue this comedy thing. Cool. Well, I appreciate the question. Once again, if you have any questions, shoot us an email, schooloflaughs at gmail.com. And if you'd like some help with what we talked about today, shoot me an email and in the subject heading put PDF on work-life balance. Yeah. And I'll give you a little worksheet where you can list some of the things we were talking about today so that you have a visual of what's going on in your mind. Yeah. And you can take control of those things that are distracting away from your primary purpose. Yeah, awesome. So I've enjoyed it. Thank you guys very much. We'll see you and talk to you next time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the School of Laughs podcast. If you'd like to hear more School of Laughs podcasts, you can find them on iTunes and Stitcher.com. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. For information on upcoming live and online classes, visit SchoolofLaughs.com. Until next time, stay tuned, stay focused, and stay funny.